to be humble enough to not say anything throughout this whole conversation with Christ, but to just completely listen and to succumb to his will. Welcome to the University Catholic. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nacho. I'm Thomas. I'm Kylie. And I'm Monse. <laughs> and you are listening to the podcast today, and we're doing it virtually today. So it's not our normal format where we're all face-to-face because of self-quarantine and COVID-19. But we hope everyone is doing well and everyone is doing okay. Um, it's a weird time right now, but we're doing with the best with what we have. And so we hope that you enjoy our podcast today and you're getting the best out of us being self-quarantined. And hopefully with us being quarantined, you are also practicing um, social distancing. Um, having said that, we're going to go through our same format. Um, and so we're going to start off with highlights of self-isolation because it is also a great time to be isolated. It's a good time to reflect and do awesome things. So having said that, Monsa, you want to start us off and tell us how that's going? Yeah. Um, so some of the highlights that I've experienced um, throughout this self-isolation has been just doing things that I love, um, like playing guitar, listening to music, um, and just kind of going back to my roots and also just having time to be with my family and to love them well. And, um, and just remembering how important the little things are. Like, for example, my mom bought this bread that has raisins and almonds in it, and it's so good. And I don't know, it's just so crazy because I've been obsessing over it. And it's just bread, but it's like the simple things, you know? And the other day I made cupcakes with my little sister, and it was just so nice. Like, having time to just reflect and just, yeah, to love well um, and to have that time with God, too. And because we do live in a very crazy life sometimes, and now is a time to take advantage of how much time we have in a day to just sit down, pray, um, and just for the betterment of your relationship with Christ. Um, what about what about you, Thomas? Um, I'd say one of the highlights of my self isolation is my time that I am allowed, you know, able to take to read. I'm reading this book right now that I got from my friend Annabelle. Most of most of us, we we all know Annabelle, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know Annabelle. Uh, she's great. She reads way faster than I do, so she's got this huge library of books. She gave me this book called Room. Uh, that is, uh, it was also a movie, um, and I had never seen the movie or read the book or heard of the book, but it's really exciting. Um, and so I'm excited to read that. And she gave me some other books too, um, Good Omens, which is now a TV show, and The Martian, which was a movie. So I'm looking forward to doing a lot of reading because I usually don't have the motivation to read. And also, um, I don't have the time. So now I've got the time. And once I start a book, it's easier to get the motivation. So that's good. And also, I've been having you know a good time praying the Liturgy of the Hours. I've been uh, trying to stay on track with that, trying to pray morning prayer and evening prayer and night prayer. And every once in a while, if I'm feeling very prayerful, I'll pray, um, you know, daytime prayer, but uh, not not as often. 
Um, so that's good. I am getting a little sick of Zoom calls though. Man, we do a lot of those. So um, let's move on to Kylie, I guess. Yeah. Um, so one of the highlights that I've been really finding enjoyment is is um, the nature around me. Um, you know, living in San Antonio, I get kind of distracted by all the busyness, and I've been really able to just slow down and be in complete silence, um, honestly. And it's really beautiful just seeing God's work around us constantly, even though in this crazy time, there's a lot of unsure thoughts and uh, feelings, but, you know, God is still working around us. And in the trees and in all the animals, I don't know, it's just, it's a beautiful way to be reminded of how much he loves us and all of his creations. And it brings a a beauty and a positivity to all of this um, kind of worrisome times. And another thing I've been doing is spending a lot more time with family. And uh, just last night, I went to have dinner with my grandparents with my uh, parents and brother, and we had the, the best time. You know, we don't get these small little conversations very often, and so now um, we live all on the same ranch, so we're still so social distancing from the world, but uh, we're social distancing together, so that was, that was really nice. And, um, yeah, it was just nice to catch up and really just focus on – family and prayer right now. Um, I'm seeing God work in all of us, especially in these quiet moments. There's less distraction. And I think that is just a beautiful thing to focus on right now, especially in this hard time. So, um, so yeah, Nacho, what about you? Um, it was funny before we even started recording, Thomas asked how kind of all of us were. And I said, fantastic, because I think, I don't think a lot of people know this about me. Is that um, I'm very reserved, even though at my like my student center I'm like full head on, and like here I'm like full head on. But I'm a very reserved and like almost like an introvert kind of person, where I like I like to be myself. I have a hard time like going out of my comfort zone, and so I haven't gone to that in a long time. But I've been at such peace, just being able to be home, um, relax, do my homework at my own pace, read whenever I want do basically whatever I want during the day. And so I, I love this time right now. Um, I think it's a tough time that we're in, but I think the beauty comes in different kind of ways. And for me, that beauty just came in two episodes ago. They talked about rest and retreat, and now I'm resting all the time, and I feel so great. I get to work out more. I get to do stuff with my roommates. Um, so overall, it's just been a fantastic time for me. And um Got him to read more books, as Thomas said. Right now, I'm reading the screw tape, the screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis. Absolutely fantastic book that I'm like diving full head on with it. And yeah, I think it's just a wonderful time right now um, for me, at least. Um, I'm just finding extreme peace in the circumstance that we're in. Um, but before um, we go on to the, that's how I'm doing. And before we go on to the next. Um, part of our podcast and what our topic is and all that, we're going to get to two things. First one is um, a special shout out to my mom because it's her birthday today. <laughs> so Ooh. happy birthday, mom, because she's like one of our faithful listeners. She's one of our faithful all listeners right. that listens to our podcast all the time. So happy birthday, mom. Um, and happy the second birthday. one is Kylie's cat joke. It's not a cat joke today. It's actually a Catholic joke. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so... I have a question for you guys. What did Father Romain say at his... 
already know the answer. I know. That's why I started laughing. Uh, what did Father Romain say at his first mass? You can answer it. Go ahead, fun. Nacho. <laughs> let us pray. Let yeah. us pray. <laughs> Romain, let us. I know. Fantastic. Every person in America probably knew that joke, but I laughed way too hard when I read it, so I had to share it. <laughs> what was it like? Father Romain and Deacon Iceberg or something? Um, no. Just Father Romain. That was funny. That was funny. Bishop Caesar or something? Because <laughs> he's a salad. He's not just a lettuce. Yes. Good uh, observation. Um, Pope Spinach. Okay, stop. <laughs> Pope Spinach. Right, um, thank you so much for the joke. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for the joke, Kylie. Um, last week we talked uh, about trust, and the week before we talked about rest and retreat. So we're kind of going on these little things that make you a better Catholic. Um, not in the eyes of just a religion, but overall as a good person and make you a restful person, make you come to the full responsibility of who you are meant to be in this world. And so the next topic that we're doing that we chose is humility. Um, humility is one of the grandest virtues and is probably the most foundational virtue out of all of them that are out there. So um, having said that, we're going to go into our experiences with humility and what the virtue of humility has brought into our lives here in the past. And so... Now, Thomas, do you want to kind of give us some background on how humility has played a role in your life? Sure. I've got one more, though. Cardinal Arugula. How's that? There we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I consider myself a person that struggles with pride. Um, I like attention. I'm extroverted. And I just like to do things really well. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, too. Um, so which means that I strive to be really good at stuff and sometimes I do it. Hooray. Praise God. Um, but you know, that also leads to problems with pride and humility and stuff like that. Um, so I've been recently in the past couple years focusing on being more humble, which also means that I've, I guess, had different ways of thinking about humility. Uh, at first, there was one of my youth ministers named Frank one time was like, Hey, Thomas, here's this paper with the litany of humility on it. You should pray it for 30 days. And I was like, wow, thanks, Frank. But also, like, part of me was like, wow, thanks, Frank. Jeez, just freaking calling me out saying, hey, you need to practice a lot more humility. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was good for me in the end. So I really am thankful for that. So I prayed uh, the Litany of Humility for 30 days, and that really opened my eyes from thinking humility was thinking uh, less of yourself and stuff like that, to humility was, you know, so much broader than that, you know? There are words in the Litany of Humility, like, from the desire of being loved, deliver me of Jesus. And, um, like... Um, that I may, that others may be holier than I, that I may be as holy as I should. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. There are just some stuff that sticks out to me that's like, that is not something that we should desire. That, did, that like does not at all stick out to me as something like, that's a good thing to desire. That's what I want. I want to not be loved or paid attention to at all. And it really struck me like, wow, humility is a lot bigger than I used to, you know, I used to think it was. And so 
I, I began thinking strictly in terms of the litany of humility and that affected me a little bit because like, you know, those are all very natural things to desire. And, um, and so I was, I was very worried. I was like, oh man, I just want, you know, I still want all these things. These are very prideful things to want. And that's not necessarily true. Uh, like you can still, uh, desire to be loved without necessarily being prideful. Um, but you shouldn't be dependent on them, I guess. I don't know. Let me just keep, keep moving. Um, I'm getting wrapped up in my words. Uh, so after thinking of it strictly in terms of the litany of humility, um, it was a lot of, I should think of myself less. I should think of, um, think less of myself kind of thing. I should, I should want to, uh, you know, always move the attention away from me, uh, instead of doing what is correct, which is if there is attention on me, I don't move, don't want to move it away from me. I want to move it towards God, you know? It's not like even saying I want to move the attention away from me is kind of a prideful thing because it's very, um, you know, you centered. Everything should be centered on God. And so you should be moving the attention towards God no matter what situation. Uh, and then a couple weeks ago, I was doing spiritual direction with Father Jason. And I was like, I just feel like I have a lot of pride with like my musical abilities and stuff like that. Um, cause I'll, you know, I'll be like doing music theory and sometimes I'm just like, why don't people get this? It comes so naturally to me. And I was like, that's so prideful of me. And he told me like, stop worrying about achieving humility because once you quote unquote achieve humility, you've lost it again because you say, Oh, good job, Thomas. You did it. You're, hu you're humble now. Uh, so instead, uh, he said to Think of it in terms of trying to be open to the opportunity to be humble. God will give you opportunities to be humble and you have to accept them. In the same way that like Jesus was, you know, spat on and tortured and made fun of and he was hung up on a cross completely naked. All the, you know, the loincloths and stuff like that on the crucifix are just, you know, for decency's sake. Um, he, he wasn't there on the real crucifixion, but he didn't go and, you know, he wasn't like a quote unquote achieving humility. He just, he experienced these things and chose to be humble in them. And that is how he achieved, he, you know, that is how we call Jesus a humble person. Not because he sought out humility, not because he quote unquote achieved it, but he accepted it whenever it came to him. He always turned the attention to God the Father, uh, even though he was God himself. And so we should follow that example. So I'm still working on it. It's, uh, you know, it's probably going to be a lifelong battle, lifelong journey. But I'd say that's my general experience with humility. And I'm trying to follow uh, the advice of Father Jason and just be more open to humility when it comes my way and be thankful for it when it does. So let's move on to Monse. Oh, okay. Um, so these past couple of months, I've just been really reflecting on how God comes to us like in ways that we can understand as humans. 
um, whether it be a song, a smile, um, love in general, like from your mom or from your friends. And the most important way that he comes to us is um, in bread and wine in the sacrament of the Eucharist. And it just kind of blows my mind because the most incredible thing on this planet looks like bread and wine, right? And and it's this humble bread and wine because bread isn't necessarily like luxury food. It's not like lobster or caviar and stuff like that. And really anybody can obtain it and everybody needs it to survive. Um, and so it's just, it. every time I reflect on it, it's just crazy because it's God and he chose to come and like be with us through this bread um and so with this reflection i have been able to point my accomplishments back to the eucharist because it's kind of like i'm not good because i'm good but i'm good because like god is in me um because of the eucharist and and i don't know i think it's just important to recognize that all that we do and all all the good works that we might do are not because of us and none of it is our doing. Um, and yeah, just to point everything back to the Eucharist and you never lose anything by giving it all to God. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of been where I'm at with humility these past couple of months, um, just trying to remember, like, school-wise, too, like, if I get a good grade, it's not because my brain is bigger now or something like that, you know? It's all because Christ allowed me to work hard and to give me the opportunity of being a student in the first place, um, and so that accomplishment of a good test grade or achieving something in general is, is, thanks be to God. Um, and so, yeah, what about you, Nacho? Um, for me, I feel like humility, like Thomas, was something I felt like I always needed to work on, but I never wanted to give it the time of day or the work to do better at. And so I just always threw it to the side, heard it for like the last maybe four to three years, like, hey, um, not like friends trying to call me out, but just like, oh, like, what's something you'd like to work on? I'm just like, oh, I'd love to work on humility, but never really putting the step forward to do so. And I don't think it was until probably, honestly, this last year, um, I probably shared it with all of you guys already thus far, but to the listeners, um, there was, uh, right now, he just got beatified, but his name is Blessed Carlo Cutis, and he's from Italy, and he's just, I go through these phases where I just get super infatuated with the lives of certain saints, and this is a saint that I've basically just been, um, you know, just reflecting on his life for the last two, three months, and he just blows me away because he reminds me that I am nothing, you know, I come from nothing and I am only made a fool in Christ, which is what he did, you know, this um, young boy that desired the Eucharist from the age of six and did nothing stopped him from wanting to receive the body of Christ, whether that be him having to take it into his own hands or it was him like taking his family to church with him. And so seeing that someone that young could desire the Eucharist and Christ and a relationship with Christ that deeply, 
I think it just moved me to a sense of, oh my gosh, I'm nothing. No matter what I do here at the student center or at church is nothing. The only thing that matters is that I'm here to um, glorify my God and to receive him on my knees like every possible time, you know? And so I think kneeling has taken just a completely different toll in my life um, as far as humility. So now whenever I get on my knees, it's not just um, something I do out of habit because that's what we do at church or that's what we do when we go to adoration, but it's more oh, that's my king on that altar. And so now I'm kneeling, not as like a servant or like a slave, but more just to be there to do his will and to do his work because he is my father and he is my king. And so I think the more I come to realize that and throughout the last couple of weeks, just realizing that everything can be like swept under, like swept from my feet in the matter of seconds or even minutes um, due to like this coronavirus not, it's just made me so humble to just completely respecting his plan and acknowledging that, okay, you didn't want this to happen right now, and that's okay. I am fully accepting what you want me to do. And so right now, all I'm going to do is just lay back and play it day by day. And so it's so humbling to live um, your life day to day because we're so infatuated with, oh, what can I do next? What should I do tomorrow? What do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to do next week? Instead, it's like, oh, I'm going to do all I can today, and then tomorrow we'll worry about tomorrow. And I think that's um, my experience with humility so far right now. Um, in like the immediate time of my life. What about you, Kylie? Yeah, so um, first of all, I'm really sorry if you can hear noises. My cat is eating my headphones and my family's walking around. But um, anyway, um, yeah, so right now, recently, it's been playing kind of a big role in my life. Um, and I've been finding it more more noticeable now because um, because we, are, we were planning for um, the big awakening retreat. And um, you know, being Nacho and I are, um, we're helping like coordinate it. And I was really worried at first. I was like, is this a quote unquote title going to, you know, go to my head or whatever? Are we just going to stand up there and talk? But it has been the most like humbling experience. Um, and I think God really showed that to me this semester because, um, you know, planning the whole retreat, we learned so much from, you know, each other, um, sister and father um and everyone on the staff you know it's you really see god playing a role in all of our lives and you see his work being done through everyone and it's just we're reminded that he is he does everything he um everything that we accomplish is because of him him allowing us to do this us living in a place where we can do this and you know, it just, it was such an amazing, humbling experience and still is, even though it's postponed, um, knowing that he is in charge of everything. And it's, you almost just don't have any worries because you know that um, all the glory goes to him and he does, he handles everything. And I think being reminded of that this semester has been really important to me in my life and like in my growth um, this semester. And, you know, and similar to what Monse was saying, like our accomplishments, you know, how all of the, the credit goes to, to Jesus, like that is 100% true. And I agree with that. You know, um, the semester has been really trying on me, but making it through each day is just one more reason to turn towards God and say, thank you. You know, I didn't get through this day just because I, I did, you know, I got it through this day because of your strength and you giving me strength because of your experience on the cross. And uh, I think it's really beautiful to just continue and re remind ourselves of that because, um, 
because of my, I mean, my experience, I've, I've had a hard time. And I mean, every day I forget and I have to remind myself like, Kylie, you, you're, you're nothing. Stop, stop it with your little prideful self. Um, but I think he really, he, he really sees us trying. And I think that's every time we try and remind ourselves that, you know, God, God gives us all of these beautiful blessings and gifts. And each time we try and remind ourselves of that, or we just say, thank you. It's the biggest smile on his face. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, I enjoyed hearing about all your guys' little encounters with humility. Um, now going forward, um, I kind of want to talk about Bible scriptures and how reflecting on these scriptures, um, has kind of played a role or just maybe a certain scripture that has made a complete impact on you or it just always reminds you of this virtue of humility in your lives. So Kylie, you want to tell us about a Bible scripture on humility? Yes, I do. So um, this one that I like to, uh, I like to read um, comes from Galatians 5.13 and it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love to serve one another. And I think um, that humility is kind of hidden in this in this verse that, you know, all of our blessings and all of our gifts that we're given are not are not to, you know, be self self-righteous or or to better our own selves, but to use all the gifts to better someone else's life. And that's exactly what Jesus did. You know, he he walked this earth trying to better the lives of uh, people around him and to um, to have people follow him and proclaim the gospel. And I think that is really beautiful in this in this quote as well. So yeah, that's that's what I've been like to read recently. Awesome. What about you, Thomas? Uh, recently, I've been reading the Book of Lamentations. Uh, which is a very bummer book, you know. Um, it's like this collection of poems. And in the third chapter, it's, you know, an individual uh, who is suffering. And he's just like, oh, man, God has, you know, just really taken it out on me. Um, and then in the middle of that, uh, after he says things like... Um, you know, the thought of my wretched homelessness is wormwood and poison. Remembering it over and over, my soul is downcast. And then he says, uh, you know, a decent amount of more hopeful sayings. But this I will call to mind, therefore I will hope. Um, and then I'm going to jump a couple of verses uh, to chapter. So this is Lamentations chapter 3, verses 27 through 30. Uh, he says, it is good for a person when young to bear the yoke, it, to sit alone and in silence when its, weighing, when its weight lies heavy, to put one's mouth in the dust, there may yet be hope, to offer one's cheek to be struck, to be filled with disgrace. For the Lord does not reject forever, though he brings grief, he takes pity, according to the abundance of his mercy. Uh, and it just like that was profound to me when I read it. I read this like two days ago and I was just like, yeah, the Lord doesn't really give, you know, me or a lot of the people that I know a lot to be sorrowful about. 
So, you know, when I experience sorrow or grief or just maybe like general annoyance, like with the coronavirus stuff, I use that and take it and be like, okay, whatever like I was desiring and whatever I had plans for, it didn't mean that much in the grand scheme of things. And this helps me remember that. Um, and then there are other examples, just like from the Holy Family in general. You know, Joseph doesn't say a word in Scripture. Um, he just simply, you know, he humbles himself. He says, you know, or he doesn't say. He he commits to living this life with Mary uh, and raising Jesus, uh, despite maybe wanting to have, I don't know, just maybe a normal family and a normal life. You know, that might have been a little bit stressful or... It definitely probably put a put a wrench in his gears in terms of his plans uh, for his family and stuff like that. But uh, he was humble enough to say that God's plans were better than his. Uh, with Mary, they, you know, Saint Louis de Montfort says that there's so much more about Mary that we don't even know because she is so humble that, um, you know, she asked God to not include so much of her in the scripture. Uh, she humbled herself to God's plan and then Jesus himself humbled himself first of all to be confined to the womb of Mary to be born uh, into such humble beginnings and then to die on a cross uh, you know there's just such profound uh, evidence of humility throughout their whole family and their uh, you know that's the that's the model. That's what we strive to be, you know. So that's some of my favorite Bible, you know, verses and stories that relate to humility. Uh, let's go on to Monse. So a couple months ago, I went to one of my friend's Bible studies. And one of them, what we talked about was um, the passage Luke chapter 24 verse 13 to 35 i'm not going to read the whole thing because it's really long but basically it's when um jesus is crucified and it's the third day so he has resurrected as we know but um there was two disciples i believe it was simon simon and someone else um but they were walking and they were just like talking about like oh my gosh this is crazy um Mary had just gone to the tomb and nobody was there and his garments were there, but Jesus wasn't there. Um, and so they were just conversing and Jesus starts walking with them, but they didn't know it was Jesus because um, their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. Um, and Jesus was like, what's going on? And then they told him everything that's going on. And Jesus was just so patient um with them trying to explain to them like like you have been with me right and um like basically just explaining to them how he has resurrected and he's right there in front of them um and um and i just think it's so humbling because sometimes as catholics we might get caught up um, with how many people we reach or how many people are, are going to our Bible study, how many people want to hear us talk, maybe even how many people are listening to 
this podcast um and it's it can kind of get to like a numbers game on how many followers we have in total but with this passage it's just humbling because like jesus really could have just told everyone look i resurrected look at me right but he didn't he chose to to walk with his two disciples and and to just be patient with them um after this crazy thing has happened right like he just resurrected from the dead um and yeah and with this passage i've just have been reflecting on it and recognizing that it's not a numbers game and christ is going to work in you and you don't need to necessarily reach a thousand people and maybe your call is just to reach three in your lifetime um but but yeah that's kind of my passage that i like about humility awesome yeah for me i think the one that just always comes to mind whenever i think about humility and i just can't um you know think of anything else i mean i can think of other scriptures but this one just always comes to the forefront of my mind every time i think about humility and that is the gospel of john chapter 3 um, specifically 22 through 36. And so um, it's basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Like they said, it's a little bit long. But overall, the story is we have John the Baptist with his um, with his like disciples. And Jesus and his disciples are slowly coming in to like see what John the Baptist is all about. And the lack of pride in John right here is just always astounding to me. Because you have him, a person who has disciples, who is baptizing people in the Lord's name and doing the Lord's work. And to an extent, we do know some people, we do hear these times where people can become so infatuated with this pride of going out and getting these numbers, as Monza said, and doing the Lord's work that they almost feel to an extent that it's their work as well. Not even just the Lord's work, but it's also their work. And so here we have John and he's doing this work for the Lord. And as soon as Jesus comes in the midst of everything, his disciples ask John of like almost, who is this guy? And John answers confidently back, basically saying that, like, I am not the Messiah. I um, was supposed to come before him, but I am not the Messiah. If anything, he described himself as, like, the best man. I'm the best man to the bridegroom. And one of my favorite verses of all time, and I recite it almost all the time in the morning, is just John 3, 3, John 3 and verse 30. It's, he must increase and I must decrease. He says this in the presence of the Lord, basically acknowledging that, I will always need to decrease and he will always need to increase. It's just a very striking, it's so subtle and it's so short, but it's so powerful in so many ways. And I can't help but think of, hey, John the Baptist in this moment is probably the most humble guy I've ever known. And he continues to show that throughout the rest of his like story, but because he goes on to even talk about more and more about the testimony of Christ and why he is the way he is and why he is the eternal father. And so that's um, my Bible scripture on humility. Um, now we're going on to favorite saint quotes on humility. Um, as you know, we can gather a lot of wisdom from saints. We can gather a lot from scripture, but also spiritual readings. So having said that, Thomas, do you want to share your favorite saint quote? Sure. I uh, forgot to prepare for this question. So um, I'm looking at it right now. And the first thing that com- came up, I typed in saint quotes about humility and Padre Pio quotes came up because Padre Pio is rad and I love Padre Pio. So that was really awesome. And so reading a couple of these 
is great. And I think a, a very catchy one is as gifts increase in you, let your humility grow for you must consider that everything is given to you on loan. So basically everything that you own actually belongs to God. So humble yourself because you know, all you really did was let God work through you. So I'd say that's my favorite one. I gave a Padre Pio quote last week too. So uh, I, I think it's maybe I'll, maybe it'll be a theme and I'll see if I can just stick to Padre Pio quotes. It'll be fun. <laughs> Um, uh, let's move to Kylie, I guess. Um, so the saint that I am reading from is St. Augustine, and I actually found two that go really similar together, but I'm going to share both of them, um, because I think they're really similar, but they give really powerful messages. Um, so the first one says, do you wish to rise? Begin by descending. You plan a tower that will pierce the clouds, lay first the foundation of humility. And then he goes to say, humility is the foundation of all the other virtues. Hence, in the soul in which this virtue does not exist, there can not be any other virtue except in mere appearance. Um, and I think that was, that's a really important message. Just um, He's just saying, you know, humility is the foundation of our, our faith right now. And, um, you know, once pride and envy and jealousy kind of take over our thoughts, it's really hard to hear God's word to us. And God um, God shows himself to us when we're um, humble and when we're seeing him work through us and through others. And um, so, yeah, I think, you know, humility being the foundation is really important. Um, and I'm still working on that, you know, every single day. Um, but if we can have like a little bit um of time each day to just remind ourselves that God is so great and all of our gifts are from him. That's just a step in the right direction. And um, again, it's, it's hard in this culture just because we are such a a media based culture and um, even, you know, just wanting to, you know, post something on Instagram or, or say something online. It's, you know, you can always try and have right intentions, but it's so easy to just get swept into this, routine or in this rhythm of I'm wanting to post this picture so people know like what I'm doing and that's always fun like I you know I do that as well but uh, I think it's really easy to get um get sucked into all of the the likes and the popularity and I think God's kind of calling us to just slow down and um simplify our lives to him and his word and his gifts to us so yeah um Nacho what about you what what's your quote um, so when I chose this quote like two days ago, um, I had read it a long time ago, and it's one of my favorite spiritual uh, books of all time, um, and I read it constantly, but I just realized that he's not a saint, so he's it's not actually a saint quote, it's just a very um, awesome Catholic virtuous man that gave this quote. Um, so it's from the book, The Imitation of Christ, uh, by Thomas Akempis, and he says, Indeed, a humble rustic who serves God is better than a proud intellectual who neglects his soul to study the course of the stars. Um, I think that to me always speaks volumes because you think about all these people that study so hard in what they do and they never give time to just the simple whisper of God's voice and everyday kind of things. And they're so constantly infatuated with reading these books and getting to know more of these like um, just logistical things instead of the spiritual things. And so they're not really inclined towards Christ through a spiritual sense, but instead more of like, 
um, an intellectual-based friendship with Christ, which isn't a bad thing, but you need to have a little balance of everything. And so I think that's super important in my life necessarily because over the summer, I just kind of realized that, oh shoot, I have been so infatuated with this intellectual and morality part of my relationship with Christ that I haven't kind of given him the time to speak to me in the just everyday encounters with people or even just sitting there quietly and not having to like talk with Christ, but instead just listening to him. And so that is like the perfect quote to be humble enough to not say anything throughout this whole conversation with Christ, but to just completely listen and to succumb to his will. Um, but that's my favorite uh, quote by, I guess, not a saint, but just an awesome, faithful person. Um, what about you, Monse? Um, So my favorite saint quote is from Maximilian Kolbe. Um, and it says, my beloved, may every fall, even if it is serious and habitual sin, always become for us a small step toward a higher degree of perfection. In fact, the only reason why the Immaculate permits us to fail is to cure us from our self-conceit, from our pride, to make us humble, and thus make us docile to the divine graces. And I just think it's so true because kind of like what Thomas was saying was in Father Jason's homily once, he talked about how sometimes we can get into this constant cycle of we want to obtain humility so we start praying a lot we start going to mass a lot adoration and we're like wow i really got this down like really well i got this and then just by saying that it turns into now a cycle of pride and then again um it falls into a cycle of humility and if it wasn't like for those little humiliations um or just falling in general that we wouldn't realize that we need to become more humble. Um, And yeah, so that's my favorite quote. Awesome. So um, before Thomas closes us out from this podcast, uh, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, we're going to do our best. As I said last week, we're going to do our best to bring out these podcasts to you um, in any kind of format possible. Hopefully, the sooner we get to meet in person, the better. But as every, as I said previously, we live day to day, and that's a beautiful thing, not a scary thing. So I think that's something to look forward to. Um, just live in the moment. Be present with all those people around you. But Thomas, take it away. Yeah, hopefully we're going to be able to actually get this podcast out. Um, you know, we're kind of experimenting here. We don't, don't really know what's going to work yet. Um, but... We're going to be praying that we can get it out. So if it's late, sorry, it's late, but, you know, it's here. So uh, so thank you guys so much. Stay humble. Thank you for listening. Next week we're going to be talking about uh, something exciting. I don't know. Coffee? I drank coffee during this <clears throat> meeting. Um, so we're, maybe we'll talk about coffee or candles or maybe like Brother, Brother Kale, Father other uh what was it the lettuce jokes you get it the lettuce jokes <laughs> father romaine doesn't matter father father romaine brother kale cardinal arugula pope spinach all them guys we'll, we'll talk about them so thank you so much for listening have a great week and god bless